Blog Talk Radio. Half of one doubt 
They call it treason We're chicken feathers all the way out wonder God damn it Trying to make it real compared to what Sleeping not trying to duck the wrath of God. Preachers filling us with fright. They all trying to teach us what they think is right. They really got to be some kind of nut. I can't use it. I'm trying to make it real compared to what.
My auto tap better love, grand rising. You're listening to the Truth to Power show. I'm Beverly. And we have with us tonight, we have the elders with us, uh, Elder Ray and Elder Tyreek. They'll be joining us uh, also later. But we have Myron Rice uh, with us tonight. And for those of you that don't know who Myron Rice is, uh, I call him Private uh, Attorney General. And so he deals with uh, the law and and not legal, but he deals with lawful things here. So we're going to uh, talk to Myron tonight. Let's see if, if he's here. Myron, is this you? Yes, that's me. Hi. How are can, you doing? Can you hear me? Evening? Yes, yes, I can. Huh? Thanks for joining us. Okay. I'm we haven't heard from you in a while, so people have been asking um, where you at and had you back on. So here we are. Yeah, well, I've been doing a lot of private showing, you know, Zooms or yeah. Skype um, seminars for people, you know, charged like under uh, eight people. It's uh Twenty dollars. If it's over eight, it's twenty-five per person. And okay. usually they say two hours, but I don't think I ever got off of one that was less than five. <laughs> so I'm still trying to. Oh work wow! On that. <laughs> I'm, I'm still talking good. too much. Or let's put it like this: they have more information. They have a lot of information that they're seeking to get an understanding on. My job is to yeah. point you to the water. I can't swim. I can't swim for you. I can only point you to the water, point you direction, give you the law or the codes that you can use against them because they wrote them. Mm-hmm. All I'm doing is pointing you to the direction where you say, excuse me, this is what was told you are to be doing, and you're violating it. So don't have a problem if I you know, put a torque on you or a lean on your bond, don't worry about people, don't worry about trying to get the individual, you can't get the individual because they are doing their job or what they think is their job, but you can go after their bond, so make sure you deal with people who are bonded, don't talk to the clerk or the or the cashier or whoever's at the front, front counter. You can't put a lien on them. They have their bonds. Even a notary has a $10,000 bond. If she violates you, boom, you can go after her bond. Now, my understanding, if three people are complaining on their bond, they can lose the bond, and therefore they can lose their job. So let's be critical. Let's do some critical thinking about what we're doing. Don't be trying to get the person like you're going to have them go to the bank and give you some money out of their bank account, that's not going to work. But they are bonded, and it's for your protection. If they violate you in the public, then their bond will pay for it. So this so bonds is insurance. So. Bonds is insurance. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Bond okay. is insurance. You know, I'm I'm running through... And we'll maybe talk about like, a personal issue with where a family member of my past, and you know we buried mm-hmm. her. But then I got a I got a letter, you know, uh, the day after she was buried. Um, 
You have to file a claim, and you got 20 days to file it. And that's by all. That's all it's really said on the letter. So I had to do a little research. Wait a minute. 20 days. And if I don't turn it in 20 days, what are you going to do? Dig it up out of the grave and snatch a coffin? What is it they're going to do after 20 days? Mm-hmm. So then I look at the Department of Justice. Go to the Department of Justice and look at Chapter 11 Bankruptcy Guidelines. Chapter 11 Bankruptcy Guidelines. And go to where it says Bank Account and Money Other Estate. Every account they open up under your estate, they have to have two insurances on it. Two insurances. One is the FDIC. And we're all familiar with the FDIC because anyone who has a bank account know that it's protected. It's got their, have it right there on the front door, FDIC protection. That's the account. But the second insurance is a surety bond. What is a surety bond, people? It's your birth certificate. It's your Social Security number. It's where they can go and get funds out of your birth certificate using the Social Security number, which is your Social Security card, is a credit card. And they can get money out of the credit card. Well, that's great. And they used it to bury her. That was what it caused for the funeral, what it caused for the cemetery. But wait a minute. What about the FDIC? Now that she's gone and the account is closed, then the FDIC, in this case, is uh, 17000 but the point is the majority of FDIC at a bank is 250000 If someone says, we're going to shut you down, we're going to close your account, well, you ask for your 250000 You start looking so, for saying, excuse me, go ahead. So just say I have an account, and I just say I have $20,000 in the bank account or something. Or they might close me down for insufficient funds or whatever. Are you saying I could get the whole 250000 that was insured against the account or just only if I had $5 in there or $20 in there or just only what was in the bank account? Well, the bank account, I believe it, it will go up to two hundred fifty thousand. It okay. just go up. So if you have a hundred thousand dollars in there, or you open it, it let's say it's a, a a business or a loan that you have, whatever the mm-hmm. loan was for, that is the amount that you should be able to get back because it is okay. insured. The insurance is in your name. Gotcha. So. I'm just saying, okay, go, go ahead. I no didn't one wanna, filed. I didn't put, want to break your flow. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. And like I said, no one ever filed a claim on the FDIC. No one ever filed a claim. So, therefore, you lose you, after what? So, so long, I'm pretty sure it's going to be you have what they call abandoned the funds. And they probably cash it in for themselves. You abandoned the funds because you didn't file a claim. Because insurance is not, I assume most people get insurance to take care of the living, you know, the children, the wife, the, the, the beneficiary that's left behind. 
But what are you all doing? You're using it to bury someone. That's fine. And the surety bond will bury the person. But however, if you get the funds that was given initially on the FDIC, then I assume you could take care of your family. You left what they call inheritance money. You inherit that money. You didn't inherit, inherit what was put in the grave. And most people, most white folks will say, you all don't have no inheritance money. Well, what were they talking about? I'm, I'm just trying to put, put a point out there. Hopefully you all will scratch your head and start looking at it. But if this is the Department of Justice that tells all these bankrupt folks that they have to create an account, a new account when they bankrupt, when they file bankruptcy, what they all have to do, is, and they are considered debtors in possession. That's what the Department of Justice call them, debtors in possession. So these, these folks open up two insurance policies on you, both of them in your name. Well, one of them is being used to put the, your family member underneath, and what's the other one being done? You have to file a claim. And it was so weird when it says, I had 20 days to do it in. Why would it even limit insurance that's been paid on in 20 days? Maybe it's not the one that you think, but maybe it's the other one. But I received a letter. No, I know a lot of people say, hey, my mama died, my, and I never got that letter. Well, you know, who knows? You may have gotten it didn't even recognize what it was because you already did what you thought your job was to do, and that is to bury them. But I'm just letting you know, why would the FDIC have one on the account itself? And they got to close the account. So if the account is closed and there is funds in your name, then you should be refunded back. Because if you don't, they're going to say it's abandoned, and then they can use it or do whatever they do with it or put it back. Because I'm quite sure people are not familiar with that. Did I lose you, uh, Myron? Okay. Can y'all hear me? I think I'm still on. Uh, someone in, in can okay, hold on a minute. That's seven eight six. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you, Bill. I just came in. Okay. I was just wondering. I don't, I think I lost Myron. He was talking. I didn't know if I got cut off or he got cut off. I'm just getting in, so I didn't know what was being okay. said. Okay, all right. Okay, so we um, I, I got to get Myron back in here. Hold on, let's see. <laughs> um, let me let uh let let me let uh Tariq in. Tariq, you you and Elder uh, Ray can talk while I find Myron. How you do, uh, Tariq? Are you there? Oh. Yeah, I'm here and I'm doing well. And okay, always, great, uh, great. It's always uh, listening to Brother Myron as he's the wizard of the law. 
And uh, that's who you deal with. You don't deal with these bar people, you know. So, yeah, I'm happy to Wait be man, here. I think I, got, I think I have them back up. Myron, you there? Yep. Yeah, I'm here. And I don't know. I'm on okay. the tablet, and I don't know why I got kicked out. But I'll keep Are talking. You... <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. All right. We listening. Yeah. I'll so keep you, talking. Would anyone have any comments of what I just stated? Okay. If I'm anyone have any comments, I, I'm, I'm listening. Okay. The uh, the call-in number is 323-642-1586. That's 323-642-1586. And push the number one if you have questions or comments. Um, Myron here. If you want, this is the time to uh, ask. You have a person here who knows many other laws and the rules and things like that. So you're saying the FDIC is not just only insurance for the banks? Because I always thought that that was just for the banks. No. And that's everybody. mm -hmm. Go ahead. No, everybody, every uh, bankrupt corporation, our debtors in possession, if they open, they open up an account every time they you sign a contract with them and they have a trust set up for you. They open right. up a trust, they open up an account. Okay, let me, uh, somebody do have their hand raised here. 323-207-5555. Uh, Three, two, three, two, seven. Yes, we can. Hey, Auntie B, this is Turtle Island Academy. Oh, how are you doing this evening? All of you. You have a question. You have a question. Yeah, I sure do, Auntie, Auntie Beverly. I greatly do appreciate the platform. Um, Brother mm-hmm. Myron, man, we, we greatly, I know me and my community is just, Happy to hear you back on on the platform, yeah. man. We we greatly uh, missed you, and I'm glad you you in good health and you 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 know you you back online. Um, I just had a question in regards to the latest um the the environment or the state of the banking system with um, Silicon Valley out here in California um getting bailed in or bailed out and um. Just with the Federal Reserve um, implementing its new system of the Fed now or just trying to take it to where they are more in control, uh, I just was trying to see, you know, what was your thoughts about the um, the, the the latest state of the economy and, and things of that nature. And I greatly do appreciate your science, and I'll uh, just fall back, Auntie Beverly, while I um, listen to the answers. And, and, and okay. um, peace, Brother Tyreek. I'm glad to hear you online, too. Peace. Thank you, caller. Thank you, my okay. brother. I'm, I'm not familiar with all the things that's going out there, even in California. We, it's, to me, it seemed to me if they're getting bailed out, why are you all still making payments to them? I, I would say, wait a minute, you got bailed out. You got paid. Why would I pay you twice? But what right. I want you to do, the fundamental, go to the statutes at large. This is what Congress wrote. This is what they, uh, the president approved, they approved. Title 48, page 340, Title 48, stat 340, 
statutes at large, where they basically say, and we are considered, you and I are considered a bank, any mm-hmm. Federal Reserve Bank. We are any Federal Reserve Bank. Now, if it says the Federal Reserve Bank, it's talking about those bankers. But when it says any Federal Reserve Bank, it's talking about you and me under the uh, Presidential Proclamation 2039 in 1933, March the 6th of 1933, Roosevelt, see how the banks were going to control. So he made all of us bankers. We are all bankers. Presidential Proclamation 2039. So when you do read any Federal Reserve Bank, that's you and me. And if you're reading again, Title 48, Stat 340, it would say any Federal Reserve Bank should be able to go to the the treasurer and get Federal Reserve notes. Any Federal Reserve Bank should be able to go to the treasury and give them notes. Now, how you go about that, and there is a, in March the 9th of 1933, there is a, oh, gosh, con- congressional record. There was a congressional record the 73rd Congress of March the 9th, and go to page 80, 78, 79, and it talks about how an application and a security must be turned in to the Treasury for them to get Federal Reserve notes back. Well, what is a security? Well, we get notes. We get Federal Reserve notes. We get promissory notes. I'm sorry. We get promissory notes that we're signing at the closing. Most of any con- any deal you do in any loan, there's a, some type of promissory note. It may not have that word on the top of it, but that's what it is. It is a note. They have to convert it to a security. How is that done? It is done because you sign it saying, I will promise to pay you. I will promise to pay you, but... Later on, after you sign it, after the notary stamp it, they put a stamp on it called along 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 it A L O N G E, where they says "Pay to the order." Now, when they stamp it, and you should get a copy of that promissory note before you start it. Get a cup. You will see a stamp saying "Pay to the order." Now, when it says that, they order someone to pay. It has been been turned into a security. And that's what the banks do. They stamp it. But this didn't, this wasn't on there when you signed it. It wasn't on there when you signed it. It wasn't on there when a notary stamp. If a notary was there when you signed it, then anything that happens after that, they did a conversion. They converted from a promise to pay to an order to pay. Because under the definition, the UCC 9-102, number 65, is a definition of promissory note. It is a evidence of an obligation. It's not an order. And if it shows that the bank received any funds, then it's not a promissory note. Well, if it's not a promissory note, then it's not. There is no evidence that you owe money any longer. That's the definition. I'm not going. I'm just a definition of promissory note. UCC 9-102, number 65. It's an evidence of a debt, a monetary debt. Well, 
If they converted into a security, then where is the evidence that you owe the money? That's what you need to be arguing. Where's evidence? Because I got it where it says pay to the order. It wasn't on there when I signed it. It wasn't on there when a notary stamped it at the closing. So, again, so, I'm pointing so, you to the water. So I want to say that Go it ahead, sounds Bill. like it's a money, a money order, that they turned it into a money order. It could be that. you. Could, I mean, it's an order, mm-hmm. whether it's money order or whatever, because mm-hmm. they're asking for what Federal Reserve notes, so if they're asking for Federal Reserve notes, I guess you can call it a money order or a fund order. They're asking, when they turn that in, surrender it into the the Treasury, the Treasurer, then they get Federal Reserve notes back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. And how they do All it, right. how they do it is in mm. that congressional record. March the ninth, uh, nineteen thirty-three, congressional record. You know, a lot of people are saying HR. What is it? HR. What is that number? But that's not where you go on. What, what's that? What is no, it? no, Again, no. Myron. HR one ninety two. That's a resolution. That's yeah. someone who's trying. That's the that's the house trying to put in a bill. They call it the Senate calls it a bill. It's called a House resolution when it's introduced by the House of Representatives. When the Senate is a bill, it hasn't been approved yet. The president hasn't assigned it. Both houses have to approve it, and the president has to sign it before it comes to law. So House Joint one ninety six one ninety two is not a law. It's nothing but an offer to the Congress. But what you saying with the congressional, now that's the law, the March the ninth, um that that is the law with where you telling us to look at page seventy eight and seventy nine. Yeah, it's it's not so much the law as it's being written down, it's going to be a law. It's written, it's in writing that Congress approved it. Okay, all right. Okay. All right, I this do have a judge. question. Uh-huh. Go, go ahead. ahead. I, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I you? I think, no, I think I already talked to this person before. Is this uh, California again, 323? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, okay. Yes. Did you have a question, or this was already your hand raised? No, no. That was he. He already answered my question. Okay. All right. Thank you. I really do appreciate you, brother Myron. I'm happy to hear you back. And then, um, what I also was trying to understand was the the central bank digital currency that the Federal Reserve is implementing. And I also wanted to let you know I did take your advice, formed a study group. And, um, you know, got with a a group of like-minded individuals that are, you know, on the same vibration as far as studying this information. So uh, we greatly do appreciate you and Bev and Brother Myron. Peace. Thank you. Thank you. You do do better. You do better with a group. You do better with a group. You might miss something, but someone else might get it. For sure. And so we need to know all of these things now, especially when all this going on with the banking system and things like that. So these are things that we really do need to get to look at these laws and, and see what's going on here, too. So yeah, and all these corporations, 
yeah, all, all these corporations have what you call policies, you know, charters. Those are not laws. The rules that your state have, when you get a, a ticket pulled over by the cop and he gives you a ticket, ain't no law saying you can't run a red light. Where is the law saying you can't run a red light? Where's the law that says you can't speed? No, these are only policies that some corporation did. The police, the court, they are corporation. Now, if you want to get a ticket by a McDonald's clown, then you've been clowned, okay? You've been clowned. Because they're making you, and again, you have to give them approval. You have to give them approval. If you don't give them approval, they're going to put a warrant on you. Oh, that is to force you into court. So what? I'm still not giving you approval. And if you do take any money from my Social Security to pay for any of your debts, that's called identity theft. I'm going to tell the IRS on you that you're stealing money out of the estate. That's an IRS issue. Let them argue with the IRS because you didn't approve anything. You didn't sign anything. But they use what they call, you got um, um, adhesive contract. What is an adhesive contract? The officer says, give me your, I need to give me your driver's license, insurance, registration, and you pass it to them. What did you just do? You, you gave him your private information. You gave him your private information, so you just submitted to him in an adhesive contract. Get out the car. And you open the door and get, drag my ass out. Drag me out. You got a gun? I'm, I'm not going to argue with you if you got a gun and you're going to do all what you ever going to do against me, but I am not going to get into no adhesive contract to you or have you do what you want to think I want you to do or give you permission to do to me what you want to do to me. And so any other questions? Now, what about when you get to the court? Systems. I mean, the court isn't that is aren't they set up like banks? Yeah, and that's it. That's a corporation. They're bankrupt. I just gave you a rule. I just gave you the, the what's required the banks to have. They need to have an FDIC. They need to have a surety bond. Your social security. Well, excuse me. Why are you coming after me when well, you already got the funds? to take care of whatever you say, and they call it the penal sum. In court, ask them for the penal sum. How much you say I owe? A guy spent four months in jail, and he only owed $15 because he didn't ask. What is a penal sum? Your Honor, what are you charging? How much are you charging me with? Well, you owe us $2,000. Well, Give it to me right now. Let me see it. Let me see a copy of it. So what? I can flip it over, pay to the order of your name, honor, without recourse, and autograph it. By, colon, last, comma, first, dash, middle. By, colon. Yes, sir. That's the deal. Come on. That's the deal. I just endorse it for you. I just endorse it. Here you go. 
We can go home now, y'all. Bye. I'll see you later. What is the penal sum? Because every crime, and I can't remember the law, 73-something, where it talks about every crime is commercial. It has money value unless you damage somebody. That's a different story. But if there's no damages done, I ran a red light. It was 3 o'clock in the morning. There wasn't a car nowhere in the area. Nowhere around you could see a car. I couldn't keep on going. Bye. Okay? But the point is being, when you're in there, it's a price. What is the price? Because remember, whatever it is, it belongs to the United States. It's a bill. Everybody should know Title 18 U.S.C. 8. Title 18 U.S.C. 8. Obligations of it belongs to the United States. Period. And it's got a list. Write it up like you would a grocery list, you know, where you put a, a line in front of it. And they give you a bill, and then you go in and check it. They give you a, a coupon. and you, it, It's all that. Everything you get belongs to the United States. So why are you crying? Just say, give me what you have, and I would endorse it properly on the back. Pay to the order. Your name, the judge's name, or the court, no matter, without recourse without recourse, and then autograph it by colon, last name, comma, first, dash, middle. Why the dash? Because the Social Security, excuse me, the Social Security and them do not recognize middle names. So you say first, dash, middle. They don't recognize middle name. I just endorse it. We can all go home, Your Honor. You gave because he's giving it to you on his paperwork. He's got to have it in on his letterhead or whatever saying you owe this and all you're doing is giving back to him because remember he gives you a bill he gives you some charge what is that charge on it's on a coupon it's on a bill well then well who does who who the bill belongs to 18 usc 8 the bill belongs to the united states government so why are you sitting there coming out of your pocket so is that why when you go to court and when they charge you with something, they put a bond on you, a million-dollar bond and all of that that they be putting on people? Yeah. But they, they, they have to do that because if they damage you, the bond is supposed to be there to take care of you. Or there's a term you might want to look up called subrogation. Your Honor, I want to subrogate that bond that the prosecutor put on me to pay for whatever it is you say I owe and give me this exact amount back to me. It's called subrogation. Look it up, S-U-B-G-A-T-I-O-N, subrogation. I think I spelled that right, subrogation, subrogation. Well, anyway, the point is the bond, the bond. And remember, look at what it says. 18 U.S.C. 8. I'm, I'm trying to throw these laws so you can put them in your head. Burn them in your head. 18 U.S.C. 8. Obligations of the it said obligations and securities of the United States. And the first two words is all bonds. So if they create a bond, it also belongs to the United States. So you can endorse the bond. But how do you endorse the bond? That's the key to it. It is insurance. 
but it's not a check. It doesn't have money, not your funds. You have to endorse it. Pay to the holder. If you have a canon laws back in 2015, it shows you how to endorse and convert a birth certificate into a bond and what to sign on the back of it. It is a 3357, canon 3357, how to convert a birth certificate into a bond. And it tells you how to endorse it. On the bond, you cannot put an amount on the bond. You can't write on the front of it, like your birth certificate, it voices, and on the back of it, you cannot put an amount on it. Pay to the holder, the bearer, I'm sorry, where it actually says pay to the holder without recourse. So on the back of the bond, you always put down there, pay to the holder, and whoever it is holding it, um, that you gave it to, to pay off a car, whatever, whoever you, whoever you give it to is the holder without recourse, and you autograph it, and what would you do? Because there's no money amount on it. You have to attach it to a purchase agreement, a bill, a remittance, or whatever they gave you that got the numbers on it. People don't realize so, that. So, wait, so you got paid to the order and some things, and some things paid to the holder. Now, what's the difference again? You were put paid to the order when you're doing what now? When you're creating a security. Remember, that's what the banks do. They put paid to the order on the back. You're going to endorse that remittance as paid to the order, whoever it is, without recourse. And then you autograph it. But the bond, now that's a different issue. The bond. Pay okay, to, the bond. Pay to the holder. Pay to the holder and put the holder name on there without recourse. And you endorse it the same way you sign it with your autograph. And you attach them together. So they know how much money. If they got a car, you got a car, you want to have a bond to pay it? You know, like what? Driver's license. Think of what is a bond, how you can create a bond. Everything you get from them, every contract you sign from them, you're giving them a, a security interest. They have to give you something back as a uh, um, settlement to redeem. If you run into any problem or you get a coupon, you realize the coupon is blank, and it's got a routing number account number on it, which means it is a check in their bank account. So you endorse it, it comes out of their bank account. Now, a bond is going to have a bond number. means it came from somebody in the state. You need the, the uh, insurance, the state insurance company. They usually do bonds, the state insurance company, but it's in someone else's account. You just have to endorse it properly. But let's say I have a driver's license. They gave me what we call color titles. We have all these color titles, Social Security, driver's license, um, what, what other things you might get from there. Yeah, There's a whole list of things. Marriage license. Well, those are, color, those are actually color titles, and they're bond. They're on bond paper, too. You're not men. Hey, fellas, you're not supposed to be paying no child support. You have a... Those certificate, a marriage certificate, she has a marriage certificate. There was $11.5 million. 
These things are worth money. They're bonds that's worth money. Your child should be taken care of through those bonds, not out of your pocket. You volunteering to pay child support. And personally, and I'm not trying to get on you women, for them to get child support, they have to give your personal information to Child Protective Services or child support. They have to give your personal information. That's a crime. They commit a crime when they submit your name for child support. That's your name, your social, that's your private information. And the wives or divorcees or whatever, they're giving it to somebody for some money. You can put them in jail. Mothers, I hate to say it. Because you would get money whether he pays or not. They would still take care of the child because on the birth certificate, you are an informant. You are an informant. means you turn your child over to the state. So why are you paying anything on the child? You want your child to go to a, a private college or private school or whatever, the state gets money every single year for you, every single year under the Social Security Act of 1935, Title V, Section 501-502. Each child is given when born $1.8 million what? and $1 million. Myron, say that again. The Social yeah. Security, say that. Say that again. Social Security, Social Security Act of 1935. Mm-hmm. Title five. Title Roman numeral five. The V. Section five hundred one five hundred two. They get one point eight million dollars. The state actually get three point eight, but one point eight million dollars goes to each child. And one million dollars every year they are living. That's why they take census because some people leave the state, some people um move into the state. So the state has to keep an account of how many breathing folks are in there so they can get money from the Department of Commerce for every breathing individual. I mean, I'm 68. I know they at least got $68 million, and I ain't asked for nothing. So if you want to go and get you a car, you want to get you a house, you want your child to go to private school, you get an estimate of what it's going to cost, and I suggest you take it to the state treasurer who has an account opened up for you and say, I need a voucher. This is how much it's going to cost my child to go to this school. This is how much the mortgage company wants for this house. This is what the dealership wants for this car. When the last time, why are you, why are you not asking your treasurer, your state treasurer? He gets money every year for your expenses. And so, Myron, like here, like like here in Michigan, uh, Wayne State, they are giving free tuition for people for people to go to college here. And so now you it's making sense. You know, they're not giving you nothing free. They should have been giving you you had the right all the time. Yes. It's called consumer people. Quit being customers. 
If you're a customer, you pay. If you are a consumer, and there is a consumer protection division in every one state, and normally it's under the attorney general, you're not supposed to pay for essential consumer goods and service. Is it not essential that you have a car? Is it not essential that you have a house? Is it not essential that you can eat? Is it not essential that you need lights? Is it not essential that you need gas? Is it not essential that you need water? But only as a essential consumer goods and services. Oh, well, we got to pay to send the water to your house through the pipes. No, it says essential consumer goods and services. So whatever it takes to get it to your house is supposed to be free. It's supposed to be free. And there is a form. I don't know if you ever heard of it, but if you don't, you better smile and grin and yabba-dabba-do. 3491. Get it. There's a form. 3491. Consumer exemption. Now, why would they have a form to be exempt? Why would there be a form for consumers to exempt? But they converted you into a customer. Customers pay. Customers pay. So when you went to get that car and you walked in, all these salesmen come running at you. And and maybe and one of them might catch you, and then he takes you to his private cubicle. You're still a consumer. You're his private cubicle, whatever, whatever, whatever office, whatever they mm-hmm. have, you're still a consumer. You're still a consumer. And then you say, well, I want this car, da, 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 da. And he pulls out a form and say, uh, we need to check your credit report, and it's going to cost you $300. What did he just do? He when he did your that. source data. No, he, he just converted you into a, a customer. Okay. That you're paying. If you pay money, you're a customer, and all this will be free. But once you pay, anything come out of your pocket, and you volunteer for him to do it, you become a customer. Now you're going to pay for the whole car. I, listen, I'm just trying to give you all a little tidbits about stuff. Now, there is a, a United Nations Guidelines for Consumer Protection that you can go online and get. United Nations Guidelines for Consumer Protection. So you want to read what the consumers are protected against, how all these things are free. And this is the United Nations, meaning that this is international laws here, people, international. Everything has been prepaid for you, your car. It is prepaid. How it's prepaid? How? Because if you got a VIN number on it, that means the federal government paid to have that car built. It don't cost no thirty-five thousand dollars to build your car. Be for real. Three point five million dollars maybe to build it. The thirty-five thousand dollars you're paying is the taxes. We always paying taxes. Our house is taxes. Our car is taxes. It don't cost that to build it. It was already built for us. 
And I, and when you can see that in your head, I know what I'm saying is going to be incredible to a lot of folks. They don't know, ain't heard it, ain't going to hear it. Well, you, if you don't see that in your head, then be a customer. Don't complain about paying anything. I just told you, every single debt you get, every coupon you get, every bill you get, it belongs to the United States. But everything is free as well. So I don't. I have no idea what other way I can convince you that you need to wake up to some things there and, and do some studying in your study group to look these things up. If the attorney general have a, a division called Consumer Protection and under the attorney general office, then I suggest you call them up and say, hey, give me some information how to operate as a consumer. Brother Myron. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is Elder Tariq. I'm sitting in with my in my hand. I have an affidavit that all accounts are prepaid. Senate document number 43, 73rd Congress. The ownership of all property in the state, individual so-called ownership, is only by the virtue of the government, i.e. law, amounting to mere user. And use must be in accordance with law and subordinate to the necessities of the state. Congressional record, March 9th, 1933, H- H.R. 1491, page 83. And it tells there about the new law, the money that's issued, uh, all this stuff. And yeah. so everything is yeah. prepaid. Everything is prepaid. Yeah. But you, and, and that was, a, I hope everyone listened to what you said. But there's a little twist there, a little twist, something that you said that people may not realize it, you oh. are a user of that house. Right. The property taxes, you are the user. There is a user exemption law, and Michigan is 3372. You give it to the um, assessor's office because they don't want to do taxes. 3372. Every state, look up a usage tax. You're using a home, and that's what they're taxing you for using because you just read it. They own it. We're nothing more but mere tenants. That's all we are in the house. Right. There you go. Mm-hmm. But we're supposed to be exempt from that. We're supposed to be exempt from that. They're like, you are exempt to pay um, your 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 landlord or apartment. People in apartment paying apartment, monthly apartment bills, you're supposed mm-hmm. to get all that back. You're supposed to get it back because you yep. gave them money. So that makes you the what? The lender. Mm. Ooh-wee. Office, the office is a, is a debtor. I right. ga- I paid. I gave you money. I'm the lender, and you are the office. You are the debtor. So wow. file taxes just like that. So all the rent you pay, you get it all back. Wow. Because mm. they're mm. lenders. But when it comes down to houses and people lose all the people who paid the house off 10 years after they owned it, they are, uh, are still using the house. So taxes exemption. Like I said, Michigan is called 3372. So go download our exemption, usage exemption, and read on there, find use of words, and try to find it in your state. Mm-hmm. And that's getting in charge you for you house. 
Mm-hmm. I I do have the people, uh, the a hand raised. I have somebody have their hand raised okay. here. Let's see. Um, six seven eight seven seven nine six seven eight. Hello. You have a question. Yes. Yes. Hey, how are you tonight? <clears throat> great, great. Um, thank you, Myron, for being on the call tonight. Um, my name is uh, Rayma, and I just have a, a couple of questions. <laughs> and when you were talking about, like, the child support marriage certificate and things of that nature, driver's license, if one were uh, to get, like, the Cupid numbers on it and things of that nature, what would be the best way to enforce that? And also, <clears throat> when you were speaking of the car and everything, um, I also um, recently heard that if you take a, if you take like the VIN number of a car that you're interested in and take it to the um, tag office and say that you want to pay for the um, the taxes and the and the the fees and stuff for it, and then they give you the tag and then take it to the dealership, then the dealership should give you that actual car because at that point you've already paid for, um, you've already paid the fees. So I just um, wanted to know your take on those couple of things. Okay. Well, I just understand this. When I sign a contract, it doesn't matter what it is, house note, car note, student loan, credit card, I gave them a note. We talked about it. I gave them a note. I gave them a promise that I will pay it. But they had to get Federal Reserve notes, and they only can give the Treasury a security. So they gave it a note. If you look under that, Congressional records, they, they give you notes, uh, draft, bill of exchange, and acceptance, either um, um, trade acceptance or banker's acceptance. Those are what they give you. Once you give it to them, they have to convert it into a security, which is paid to the order. Now, the question is, you never got a receipt when they submitted that to the Treasury and it came back. They got Federal Reserve money. So the way the you didn't ever get a receipt. Otherwise, everybody would win a mortgage. Everyone would, rent, would win their mortgage because it would be proof that it was purchased with a security. That's why the promissory note is never filed down at the register of deeds. The promissory note is never filed at the register of deeds because that would be proof of receipt because they see that stamp on there paid to the order that it was paid for. So it doesn't matter what your contract is. All your debts are paid for when you give them those notes and they put that stamp on there. So I would suggest you just go and tell them to get it. That, after all, you did sign that note. I sign it. I want something that I sign. Give me my promissory note. If not, go through the administrative process, showing that they give, give it to you, and file a UCC, a lien on them. If they take you to court for not paying for a house, you can show the, the, the judge. I asked them for it. Now, remember, 
The definition of a promissory note is evidence of a debt. Read it, please. UCC 9-102, number 65. Promissory note. Evidence of a debt. So if they don't have evidence, then what the hell are you in court for? But I'm not. But I'm not even. I'm not even referring to like when you've gone into the dealership to actually like go into contract with them. I'm just strictly speaking of finding a car, right? That you want, getting the VIN number for it. Before you even go into the dealership, go straight to the tag office and pay for the fee. Pay for the taxes and things of that nature. Then. When you get the tags and everything, then you then you go into the dealership, and then you show them because at that point you've already paid for the tag, you pay for the the tax, you pay for all that, right? And then at that point, that's when you go into the dealership and you're like, I got the tag for it, like I paid for everything. So that I don't know yeah. if you've heard of. And I of I, I understand, yeah. If that was done, then yes, you should get it for nothing. Again, you wouldn't pay for anything, but. Remember, I told you, whatever is selling, whatever is, is the cost of the vehicle at the dealership is is tax. So if mm-hmm. I could pay the whole amount down at the tax place, then why I didn't do that at the dealership? I, I'm not understanding the question mm-hmm. because it is yeah. the whole car is taxed. Got you. I, I got you. Now, what you would have did, what I would bet you would do, is take it to your state treasurer who gets a million dollars every year and give him and say, I want a, I want a, a, a voucher so I can take a it voucher. to the dealership. Mm-hmm. Your state treasurer gets the money every single year. You get paid a million, and it was a million in 1933. I'm pretty sure they get more than that today. Much more, much more. Much more. Yeah, so but when the last time you way. asked for something from, yeah, when the last time you asked something from the state treasurer? <laughs> never. <laughs> Most of us never. Thank you. Well, whatever you your age is, you can add three dollars to whatever your age is, and that's how much you know they got that much. Because this thing, like, if you do if it the I, way you're talking about doing it, caller, you you might get some pushback from that dealership. Mm-hmm. But if well, you go to everything the is treasury, story, I I just heard. I just somebody had uh, told me about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I heard something like that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's a lot of ways to skin this cat. But I'm just right. saying, let's deal with people who get money. They get money every single year. It's under that Social Security Act. They call it a state plan. Even if you got a handicapped children and all that, there's money they get every single year for your handicapped children. That's right. Under that Social Security <laughs> Act. The Social Security card is a credit card. Yes, That's why sir. they ask for it. That's- now, if you want to get rid of bills, I'm going to give you a law right now. I wake up in the morning and I have a, a $250,000 house note to pay on. I don't want to pay it on. I don't want to pay it no more. I, I'm tired. I wake up in the morning and I just don't want to pay on this $250,000 house note. What would I do? Well, write this law down, everybody. Write this law down. Title 20 CFR 
422.842. 20, Title 20, CFR, which is the Code of Federal Regulations, 422.842. Now, somebody pull it up and read it to the group. Read it, ma'am. Read it so you understand. And what is it called? What is it titled? Can someone pull it. it up and read it? I'm on it. I'm on it. <clears throat> Let's see. Now, now, Title 20 is the Social Security Office. Oh, my God. Social Security mm-hmm. Office. And this, Liquidation. this is what they say? Liquidation of collateral. What is the debtor to pay the debt within a reasonable time after demand? And if such action is in the best interest of the United States, we will liquidate security or collateral through the exercise of a power of sale in the security instrument or a non-judicial foreclosure and apply the proceeds to the applicable debt. Two. Collection from other sources, so, including foundation of security or collateral. Two is not, not two is two is not an issue. Two is not an issue. I just want you to read number one. They okay. will liquidate the collateral. It, and remember, collateral is required. If you look under 12 USC 412, collateral is required. What's the collateral? That's the security that they got to turn in. It's required that your signature is given to the banks so that they could get Federal Reserve notes. So that is the collateral. The house is not collateral. The car is not collateral. Read what collateral is. Note, draft, which is a check, bill of exchange, which could be a money order, and acceptance, vacant acceptance, trade acceptance. It don't say nothing about no car, no house. See, when they come and take your car and your house, where is the court order for them to do it? The only thing they are foreclosing on is the money. The title and the money is two separate issues. Read your mortgage. The money is in Section 10 where they could get reimbursed by filing an insurance that you have nothing to do with. It's not PMI. You have nothing to do with this insurance. They will be reimbursed on Section 10, Section 18 of that of your mortgage. And this is standard throughout the United States. You can sell or, or transfer your title without the consent of the lender. Well, that means I got I'm paying money to somebody because I got a lender. You could if you don't want your house and your car taken from you. Transfer it into a trust. They don't have a contract with the trust. And according to the documentation, the mortgage, the so-called contract, is not really a contract because they didn't sign it, you signed it. According to the agreement, I could transfer the title anytime I want, and I don't need their permission. Now, now once you transfer the title, they have an option to do accelerated payment. Oh, give us the whole 250000 for the house or the 35000 We want it in 30 days. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's put some pimping in it. Go back to Section 10. 
and file a claim with the insurance that you had to have before I even came into the closing. It's nobody going to give you money for five years or 30 years and think that you're going to pay every single monthly payment without insuring it. It's right there in the mortgage. We don't even read our own paperwork. It says mortgage insurance reimburses the lender if the ball fails to pay as agreed. Now, if that don't sound like a get-out-of-jail-free card, I don't know what is. But that's not that insurance that they make you bring to the closing. That's not your personal insurance. This is something different, correct, Myron? That's what Section 10, second paragraph says. And it states that there's a sentence that says, this insurance does not involve the borrower. This insurance does not involve the borrower. So you didn't have nothing to do with that insurance that they had to have before they had you come in and do the closing. It's right there in your paperwork, folks. It's right there, but no one brings it up. You know, your honor. Why why have have they filed a claim for the insurance that they had on the vehicle or the house before I came in and signed for it? Yep. It's right there on the more people. Look at your mortgage paperwork. Look at Section 10. Actually, the definition of mortgage insurance is uh, right there, the definition on you, the first or second page. Mortgage insurance. Lender will be reimbursed if the borrower goes in default. The only question I'm going to ask your honor, am I in default? Hell yeah, you're in default. Well, why... <laughs> Don't they get reimbursed by asking for the insurance that they put on the house or the car at the time, before the time that I signed the contract? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's called, am I making too much common sense here? Am I making too much common sense that you folks can, can't see the ABC that I'm trying to give you all? It's, Not at you all. already took care of them. You already took care of them when you wrote when they wrote the contract. You didn't write the contract. They wrote the mortgage. You didn't write it. Nope. But you signed it with your approval. Mm. Wow. And, and there's a section in your mortgage that says power to sell. But it wasn't talking about the house. It was talking about the collateral that we just read in Title 20 CFR 422 Point eight four two. We will sell the collateral. We will liquidate the collateral and apply it to the loan. Whoa. Seems like that's what they're doing all the time with your signature. They're putting yeah. it on the Security Exchange Commission. They're selling it. They're making money off of it. Do any of them go back and pay off your note? Nope. It's in your name. Nope. It's correct. Wow, man, that is awesome. This is great, man. This is awesome. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to go out there and find this stuff. It's right there in your in your possession. Look through right. your files. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, it is. It's a bunch of gurus telling you to do this, that, and the other. When I'm saying you don't have to be worried about what to do after the fact. Are you saying that before you walked in the door to sign it mm. or after you signed it, mm. it was a promise to pay 
and they convert it to an order to pay. Well, that means somebody got some money, and they know it wasn't me. Mm-hmm. That's the violation of the Lending Act. I mean, we can go into a lot of violations under Title 15. Oh, my God. That deals with third-party declaration, all about what they cannot do. They can't pretend to be the lender. They can't pretend. Third-party yeah. debt collectors, all these folks are coming after you that has you don't even have a contract with. And they're coming after you with with, with longs to the United States. If all my debts belong to the United States, then why am I sitting here fretting over them, over their money? Why am I getting four jobs to pay my living when none of those debts belong to me? But that is our public school education, people. I'm sorry. Public school education mentality that in our community, that is what they told us, how to be better slaves. But go in certain communities, Michigan, I mean, on in Detroit, down on Thomas, the Arabs are going to their school at 6, six o'clock in the evening to be learn what I'm teaching you now. Nine miles ago, 696 and, and, and Greenfield, the Jews with their little beanie hats are going to their schools at 6 okay. o'clock in the evening right. to learn the finances I'm trying to tell you all right now. Financial literacy, very important. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And all we're doing is pumping our kids to be play games after school, football, baseball. I mean, that's a great game, but look at the manager who gets all that money, and he didn't get one punch. He didn't right. get tackled one time. He didn't get touched football. He didn't get touched. And he gets all that money. And meanwhile, you are all those guys out there are working on some kind of injury. Mm. Yep. That's right. Because every day it happens. Every day it happens. Yeah. Practice every day. Every single day. And in the real game, it still happens. Now, I have a question in the chat room. They were saying, what's the power of attaining a QCIS number? Nothing. Not a damn thing. The QCIS <laughs> number is what the, what, is what the companies that, use when they put their stuff on the market because they can't use your social. It don't mean a yeah. damn thing. I don't care if you find a QCIS number. You still don't know how much money is yours and nothing. You have never, I've never known anyone who got any money using the QCIS number. QCIS number belongs to the corporation. Right. And that's but what they the bond, put out on the market. But the bond belongs to you. The bond right? got your name on it. Yes, belongs to you. That's it. That's your security interest. So let's say you go to court where you need to make that security interest, which would be what? The driver's license. Make a mm-hmm. copy of the driver's license, the front and the back, on bonded mm-hmm. paper, and then flip it over, pay to the holder, without recourse, and whatever the ticket is or attach that to it for the amount that they would take out of the driver's license bond that you created. Wow. Oh, get them, bro. That's awesome. Because that's your security interest. You have a security interest in everything. Security, money, 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 interest. 
putting it on bonded paper. Okay, well, everything's on bond. Bonds are all on bonded paper. Go buy you some bonded paper. It's what, $30 for 100 whatever. On the back of it, pay to the order. No, I'm sorry, pay to the bearer. Because you're going to give the bond to them and attach what? The purchase agreement, the bill, the remittance, whatever you want to call it, what they gave you that got the price on it, you want to attach it to it. Don't you void it when you put a money amount on there. If you deface the front of the bond, you you void it. Wow, Mari, you got everybody quiet up in here. Hey, I'm going to throw another twist out there. I'm going to throw another goodie out there. What I have done, well, I haven't paid taxes in about, what, 15, 16 years. Why? I quit. I quit. I I quit the corporation. (laughs) I love that part. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I'm I'm the resident agent. My my job... how, how did you quit Say again? How, if a person if a person want to quit, how do they quit? You telling me if you got a job you don't like walk and put it in writing, I quit. Make a valid in thirty days. That's how you do it. Read your state law or what a agent must do to quit. It's in your state law. Put down there res, registered agent or resident, Michigan, we call resident agent, resigning. Just put that in there. It'll give you the law, and you just read it. Write a letter. Write a written letter. I know a friend of mine, Eon, oh, they got forms. Why the hell I need a form to quit? I don't need your form to quit. I just tell you I quit. I don't need it. I put it in writing. Two words, I quit. They got 30 days to find somebody to replace you. <laughs> that better not happen. Don't get someone counting my name. Because we're going to really have problems. After that, IRS send me a bill if it's an all-cap name. all-cap name and the social. That's not my social. It belongs to the all-cap name, which belongs to the state. Now, wait a minute, folks. I'm not quitting for the benefits that the social gave me or the all-cap name gave me. I'm still a beneficiary. I am always a beneficiary. So whatever money it made through the year, it's still mine. It's just that when someone addressed me and they got a letter that got an all-cap name on it, I quit. I put that right on the envelope. I don't even open it up. I got a stamp now. I didn't stamp it. I quit. I put it in the newspaper and send a letter back, return to sender. That's right. I call the IRS. I called the IRS, quit sending me bills. He's, and Because and I, I quit. He said, well, the state didn't tell us who the res- registered agent is. I don't give a damn. It ain't me. I assume it's the Secretary of State. Send it to them. Let them pay for it. After That's all, it. it is their name. Right. Come on. People, make sense. No stress. I don't care whoever they come, whoever comes after you. It's either coming after you for your social or coming after you for your all-cap name. And come right. neither. That's that. Those are dead entities. I'm not dead. Do I sound dead? I don't know. Maybe I sound half dead. <laughs> I'm alive. Because yeah. I'm not 
worry about nothing. I don't care who comes after me. They're coming after the all cap name and the social. That don't belong to me. Mm-hmm. So just, now, I'm just telling you, that if you just want to get out, go ahead. Now, now, just like some people might say, well, you know, this is tax season, and what will happen if the IRS come after us, and they, and they be messing with your bank account and taking money out of your your job and all of that? Can you quit? Can you tell them the same thing? Sure. Well, that's something different. Yes, but there's, there's, no, it's the same thing, but there's some things you do. One of the things you don't do is you don't open up a bank account in your name and social. You go get an EIN number. If I, I use my name, but it's under EIN number. So the bank will know that that's the same account. If it's under EIN number, I'm sorry, we don't have anybody under that social. Because there might be 100 people, thousands of people that got my exact same name, but they all got different socials. So they're going to associate you by your EIN number, not by your social at the bank. Your job, there's a form. We told you all, do the um, W-4T, terminate the W-4. Don't take a damn penny out of my check. I don't care what it is, say someone coming. The W-dash, you got to put that dash in there, 4T, otherwise it won't come up. Terminating the W-4. The W-4 is where you volunteer to have money taken out of your check. So now I'm unvolunteering to have money taken out of my check. So that garnishment ain't going to work. The bank account ain't going to work. Folks, wake up. Smell the coffee. Breathe easy. They teach us this. Breathe easy. They teach us this. No. No. You're you're a public school slave. I'm sorry to say. Uh, hey, I can't even put it on the all school. I went to private school. I still didn't learn this stuff. No, because they approve the agenda. They have to approve what's been taught in all these schools. They have to approve it. And believe me, the approval is not in the best interest of the students. It's not. That's why we got so many students that are so illiterate and tired of school because they have no gain. They're not getting no gain. Now, you, after you do that W4T, after you do that W-4T, you better go to the job and tell them, give me the W2C to correct my W2, because my W got for wages. Wages is defined as capital gain. I didn't get no capital gain. I punched the clock. Then y'all, most y'all out there punch the clock? You're on a clock. That's called labor. Labor, blood, sweat, and tears is not taxable, people. Labor is not taxable. W2C is out of conversion. It's been converted out of being a capital gain. This is a profit to federal income withheld. Wages is a capital gain. Wages is a profit. The W-2C at the end of the year will convert it to labor. Labor is not taxed, people. You punched a clock. You sweated. You bought some clothes. You paid, You used your gas to get to the job. All this stuff you did, you don't be taxed on what you labor on. 
Only what you profit from. So you get so more about- money through the year, through the through the mm-hmm. year. You get more money through the year, and then at the end of the year, whatever the gross is, and I have people call me, thank you, Mr. Rice, I got the gross that was on my W-2. I got it all back. I say, right. you're welcome. I'm glad to see somebody listening. Yep. Yes, sir, brother. We listening large right now. So what about that? So it's a little different when it comes to people that have business, right? Yes, it's a little it's a little different. But if it's a, a sole proprietary business, if you listed as being that, all your expenses come out first, and then you have your your um your net. So what's what what would be your gross? Your gas, your groceries, your light, your you know your water, all your utilities, and your gasoline on a car, car payment, all that is and is an expense. Your net gonna be so so, so small, you, you ain't gonna mind paying taxes on that. And what rich people do with the net is they donate it to a nonprofit. Oh my God! Now they ain't get squat taken out. Mm-hmm. I have a hand raised. As a sole proprietor. Uh, Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, wait. Well, finish your thought about the sole proprietor. No, I'm just saying, at all your expenses and everything, just like everything is an expense, you you you, okay. you have to deduct that from the growth and whatever the net is, which would be very small if you spend everything that you get. You shouldn't be crying about what taxes you get back on that if you get anything anyway. Mm-hmm. All but right. You could four, donate four, three. It, and guess what? Uh, go ahead. Four four three four one six. Yes. Hi, I'm here. Can you all hear me? Mm-hmm. Yes, we can. Okay. Hi. Yes. Good evening, everyone. Hi. Good evening. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Brother Myron, for coming in and, and sharing so much insight. It's greatly appreciated. Um, I wanted to ask a question about the irrevocable express trust. Um, I've kind of been in communication with one particular person that sets those up, um, and it's a private irrevocable express trust, and they do the debt deletion, so putting all the assets into that trust um, and then kind of like being able to cancel out, so like your mortgage, your vehicles, and everything that goes into that trust. Um, so I just kind of wanted to get your take on that process. I mean, you may not use that particular trust, um, but just kind of wanted to see what your thoughts were, because um, I truly value your, you know, your insight. I I, I have no idea why people will make something irrevocable. I mean, okay. whatever you put in. You can't take out. That's what the that's what the term means. Whatever whoever put it in can't take it out. But wait a minute. Mm-hmm. If I got a car, I bought it, it went in there in the trust and it went on my wheel, it is now a private vehicle. Cops stop me, hey, this this is a private vehicle. You only deal with commercial. But what if I want to mm-hmm. sell the car? Well I can sell it. Well well I you know I can I can give it to the trustee of the trust and tell him to sell the car. Because remember when they purchase something, the trustee is the one that puts it in your wheel. 
See, there's no, mm-hmm. no one, there's no one else know about it. The trustee knows you got a will, and once it's in the will, it becomes private. Now it is private. It once it's in the will, and the will is registered at the register of of um, I'm sorry, in probate. The will is registered at probate. You get a letter back, a receipt, called a certificate of deposit. It's got you can get a QSIM number. It's worth money. But the point is, what's irrevocable? Mm-hmm. That means what goes in don't come. What, what, through all that trouble. Right. All the, if, if I get right. a car, put it in the wheel, ain't nobody going to get it anyway, period. Mm. No one's going to get okay. it anyway. So, so is that how, is someone that how you're put it in and take it out? Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just asking, is that maybe, oh, I, sorry, I didn't mean to cut over you. I was just asking, is that um, maybe how they're doing the whole debt cancellation by putting it in the irrevocable. So is that strategic? Um, no. Or I mean, it no. In the revocable. Okay. Okay. No, it's not. It, understand the way it's labeled: irrevocable, revocable, whatever you name. It's only supposed to be what they call the indenture. It's just telling the trustee what to do. That's all you're doing right. in the trust. Anything you name it, it's only for the trustee. So irrevocable trustee, whoever gave us the car, they can't come back and get it. You know, let's say your neighbor gave you a car, they can't come back and get it out. But that's not going to happen anyway, period, because it's in, it's in the trust's name, and the trust is going to transfer it to a will. So it's, in other words, it's kind of in limbo out there. It's private. It's in limbo. So it doesn't matter what you name the trust. Irrevocable, revocable, it doesn't matter. That is only supposed to title it for the trustee so the trustee know how to operate in that trust. That's that's all that name is for. Okay. okay. And pretty Understood. much the trustee gonna know what they're gonna do. Got it. Got hope you didn't pay okay. a lot of money for it. Oh yeah, no, hope I you didn't pay a lot of I money. Haven't paid. No, 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 no. I, I just we've been in, in communication. Um but I already have the irrevocable and revocable. So that's kind of what my point was to him. So we've just kind of been talking back and forth, but I'm more so just interested in the debt deletion. So once I put those assets into the, you know, the trust and, you know, me not having to continue to pay anything on it. So that's kind of, you know, yeah. what I'm, I'm interested in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Nope. Well, my question is, I already told you the debt deletion is basically stating, I did not give you a promissory note. I promised to pay. Did you now convert it into an order to pay? You're going to get a copy of whatever it is. Just get a copy of whatever you sign and see if they mm-hmm. got a stamp on there. Or pay. That automatically is proof. You got a receipt now showing that money was received. If you're not sure, go to the uh, currency control of the currency. He keeps a record. He's like the middleman that passes money out that comes from the treasury to the corporation. Okay. He's the middleman. You could contact him under uh, with a uh, notary protest. I think it's on page 11 or 13 under the okay. uh, Emergency Banking Act um, uh-huh. article. Um, what is it? I know it's page 99 to 118. I'm trying to think what is the article of the banking, the emergency banking act. And it tells you, you know, that a, a notary protest would have to go to the, or go to the controller currency. So he can send somebody over to the bank and see what the hell they've been doing. Otherwise he could shut them down if they found that they did something 
um, right. that's, okay. they're doing something that was not reparable. But the thing is, getting rid of the debt, all that, you can, again, you could do that just by, uh, one, let's say you bought a car and you have a driver's license. Let's say you got a house and you got a birth certificate. Bond. You got a bond. So why don't I just bond it, sign the back of it, and give it to them with the first order of the car that was purchased? Or you could do, if you go, if you smart, if you know what to do and you got a right accountant, you could get all your money back by doing a 1099 OID. Ask the bank, whoever you pay for the car with or, or the bank that is in. I want an mm-hmm. OID. I want 1099 OID. So mm-hmm. I can get my money back. Because all the payments that you're doing on any kind of loan is going into an escrow account at the Treasury, uh, at the Federal Reserve Bank. The Federal Reserve Bank opens up account of everybody's loan. And the initial application is put in there with the amount. And mm-hmm. every payment you do, every monthly payment, is going into that escrow account at the Federal Reserve Bank. And it's called a temporary account. Why? Because you can OID it and get all the money out and come back to you through your taxes. Okay. You just got to okay. let them know, hey, I am the lender. And how do you do that? You file, uh, when they give you an invoice, you file a 1099A, and you're the lender, and 1099C, because you want to cancel the debt with the treasury where they took the money out. You want to cancel that debt. Okay. But the A says, okay. I'm the lender. And and they're not going to argue. If they don't argue it, then they're supposed to give the lender under publication 1212, publication IRS, publication 1212, Page seven under nominee, it tells you they're supposed to give each owner, each owner a 1099 OID. So if you haven't got one from your bank or from these people, it's because you haven't told them you're the owner. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Okay. Yeah, I'm following. Now, what, so happened, what happens if they don't give it to you, if you request it? And they don't give you an OID. They, who, Can you still file your ta- taxes? Yeah, you 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 could you could still if you got a letter from them saying they're not going to give it to you, then you send it into the IRS. But you remember the IRS told them what to do. This is these right. rules are not. This is the IRS publication twelve twelve. So right. the, if they're going to say to the IRS, kiss my a, you know my a, then let the mm-hmm. IRS know about it. Right. And see what happens. And see what happens then. Hey, Myron. So, is the Q-tip a receipt? Is that going to be considered a receipt? No. A, a Q-tip is just an ID for the banks. There is, if okay. you go under the IRS.gov and go in, and under the search, go into uh, the OID table. I think. Mm-hmm. It's, let me go into it real quick. The OID table. You will see, and there's a, a printout in PDF or text where you see this table, and it's got the, the and they are considered the uh, um, the, the lender. Hold on a minute, folks. My mind is blank here. Um, um, iris.gov. I want to go into the iris.gov. Yeah, I can, I can go in there and see them, but I can't. File any paperwork because they 
They kicked me out of the IRS into some kind of furniture store, so I guess they want me to move. <laughs> I know they did. All this information you gave them. Yes, okay, IRS.gov, information menu, because I've already got it listed with the search on the search bar. Oh, they keep changing. Boy, they keep changing this stuff. Search. Okay, let me see. I'm going to O-I-D table. Well, they changed it. They didn't keep what I've been coming in because I usually, let me see, enter. Okay, yeah, if you go into it and go to the search bar and you type OID table. Mm-hmm. And. And they go to, let's see here. I'm trying to see. That's the OID publication. I don't want the, I don't want the publication. Hold on a minute. Oh, man. I tell you, they change rules and they know I'm telling folks. Yeah, that's why you got to get on it. Now, what did you say the publication twelve twelve on page what about nominee seven page seven yeah, page on page seven and nominee twelve okay yeah they do have it takes a little time to get to it but if you go under let me go let me do it back and make sure I get this right because you you're recording this I go I go under. Uh, Under the search bar, type OID table, and then the next page is going to say about publication 1212, Guide to Original Issue Discount Instrument. So you click on that, and then the next page, you scroll down, and it's going to say... Final release, 2001, original issue discount. I don't think they got 2002 yet. But it says final release of 2021, original issue discount table, February uh, 4, February 2022. And you click on that, and then you scroll down, and it will give you three formats. Um, It says the 2021 tables are available in three formats. So you want the table, I, I go to text. And you click on the text, and it's going to tell you the name of the issuer. Everyone say, well, we the issuer. No, the issuer are the corporation. And if you look on there, you will see mm-hmm. everything in the column. And they got the issuer, Sally Mae, some of these things. Oh, man, Bank of America, these are the issues. They might have four or five pages on Bank of America. But the things you that's listed on here, is the QCIP number. First thing you got after the bank, it's got their QCIP number. Then it's got the issue date, the maturity date, the issue price um, percentage of the principal amount, the annual stated investment rate. All this information, and I guess someone, what was that called, the 8281 form? All that information on the 8281 is on this table. And 
And I believe it was uh, uh, Gene Keating talking about you got to fill out an 8281. No, you don't. You can't fill it out because you don't know this information. You don't know when it went in the Security Exchange Com- Commission got the got the funds. You don't know the QCIP number of the corporation that put it out because your QCIP number is bundled up with a whole bunch of other folks because they can't use your social. So the QCIP number is only a substitution for your social. And all that is bundled up together, and it's, it's under the QCIP number of the bank or the banks or whatever bank that you are under. And all that is under that table. If you look under that table, you would see it. And it starts out with name of issuer, which is that's listed on that 8281 form. I think the corporations fill out that 8281, and they send it to the IRS, which in turn put it on this table. So the corporations is one that fill out the form. They're giving it to the IRS, and the IRS is put, put it on that table that you could pick up right here. I just showed you how to get to it. So, and again, you can get the recording and follow through again if you need to hear it again. So, no, the QCIP number don't mean nothing. I mean, people say, hey, but it's bundled up with other people. You don't know individually how much money. You might know how much you worth because it's bundled up, but that doesn't mean that you can get any money from it. Right, right. Okay, okay, understood. Thank you so much. Thank you, Carl. Okay. I mean, I think, well, yeah, if you, if you can't get paid, why are you even worried about it? Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Somebody on the right. call might call and show how they get paid with the QCIP number. That's great to know. That, that'd that be good. But too much work. Yeah, I get it. I get I it. Try not to go over <laughs> Yeah. Thank so you. Focus, focus on the state treasurer. Focus on the state treasurer. Ask him. You get a million dollars a year. At least you did back in 1935. I don't know how much you get now. But um, when last time I asked for a, a car house, don't you have a nice car, a nice house? Don't you think that a state should have a good car and a good house? Why would you de- deprive me from it? And as you see, and I don't know if you are listening, like she was, like Beverly said, they're giving free education, free this, free that. They're not giving anything that they hadn't already, was already free. Anytime you receive any money, I don't care if it's a penny, it came from your estate. You just don't know about your estate and what it's worth. I could give you a few. If you're giving a million dollars and they're giving you $500, what is that? They get a million and they gave you 500 So what? You bragging about $500? And isn't that what they're doing with the Social Security? For, like, people that's getting Social Security, they're giving you the, the few little hundred dollars, but you got way more money in that than the uh, credits, or however you want to say it, and the Social Security. Yes. I'm working on how to terminate that. How do you terminate it? If, well, see, for a man, when you became 25, you, you all, we all have, if you study, if you over born 1960 and afterwards, you have a selective service number, and you go online to the selective service website and get your selective service number. That's a 10-digit number that made you uh, a primary. That's your primary number. Military is over 
the Social Security. The nine-digit Social Security, your 10-digit is over there. So once I ask for mine, I'm waiting to get mine so I can go and eliminate the social and go under my 10-digit selective service number, and it's called entitlement. Now you got an entitlement, which you could terminate the Social Security as an entitlement. You all got benefits and privileges. I don't want no benefits and privileges. I want the entitlement to get rid of it because I guarantee you in three or four years, it will not be around, folks. So all those people who I say under 60, I would definitely be going and give them that W-4T and tell them, stop taking money out of my check. Period. W-4T. Stop taking money out of my check. But when you get 65, and they probably, I think they're going to kick up the number. I think now it's 69. They're going to keep moving. It doesn't matter. You won't see it. You will not see it. So get rid of it. Take that extra money and, you know, go to a movie. Go watch a nice movie with it. Live today. Now, somebody in the chat room is saying, is there a statute of limitation on doing the OIDs and a 1099-C for a paid-off loan? Is there a limitation? No. I would do it just to see what they say. But you need to do, and we have someone who does it, you need a tax person who does a 709 tax form. Because the 1040 and the 1041 is not in the correct tax class as a W-2. They're not uh, in the same tax class. That? What's a W? Can you explain the tax class and the W-2? What, what do you mean? Let me see. I'm trying to think. What is, it, six, is it? It's a six. What's that form? 6201. What's that booklet? I'm trying to find what I do with that book. Oh, wow. I don't have mine. You know, the one that gives you the classes. Um, I know. I know. I should have looked. Um, I, I, I can't believe how blank my mind is here. You got so much up in there. <laughs> you got so much up in it's unbelievable that you can just spout it off like this. It's just so great to hear. Right. Man, it is just awesome. Yeah. But it's like I say, sometimes I, cause I got so much new stuff in my head, and I can try to push out the old stuff. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Anyway, yeah, I've been telling about this various uh, this signature thing when, when your name. I've been years. And and you you came last time on and and verified it all, yep. Because if you don't protect your signature, your signature, they're going to take your money. And, you know, yeah. that's what they do. Put that word, and, and yeah, put that by word in there. That takes you away yep. from whoever you signing it for. Yep, but B Y colon. Yep, that's it because that says all rights and remedies reserved, right? Yep. Um, let me throw another number out here since I already got it on the screen. It's called bad debt mm-hmm. deduction. I have a bad debt. I loaned my mama $500 and she didn't pay me, you know. Um, there is the IRS. Go to the IRS.gov website and look up bad debt deduction. 
Topic number 453. Topic number 453. Bad debt deduction. You can deduct it from your taxes. Remember expenses? You deduct the debt. It will put you in a lower tax bracket. And I think it's supposed to transfer over the next year as a credit. But bad debt is called a topic number 453, bad debt deduction, IRS. Look it up. Check it out, folks, because I know you get how much money you lost loaning money out to family members or anybody. Now you can get it back, or it could pay uh, in your pocket. It could pay you something. Okay, let me see. Now, I heard something too that we wasn't even supposed to be charged interest. How uh, they charging interest on the loans and the notes? Is it was that correct? Yeah, that is correct. If you go under again that uh, March the ninth of nineteen thirty-three, the congressional record by the seventy-third Congress. Go to page eighty-three. First column, fourth paragraph. It states on there that you're not supposed to pay interest on this form of money. You're not supposed to pay interest. Let me get, let me do the exact wording here. Because, like, when you go and purchase a, a home. You know, the house might cost 200000 but when they get finished tacking, tacking on all that interest and stuff on it, you know, you paying three times as much as what the house is worth. So are you saying that that's illegal what they're doing with that interest that they're that, putting on there? Yes, it is. It is illegal. Yes, it is. Let me see here. Because um, I got a certified copy of that law. I will get a certified copy of it. So when you submit it in to the court or to the bank, when you ask a loan, say, you can't charge me interest, you would then you could give them a certified copy with a little stamp of an eagle on the first page. And then you go down to page 83. Let me go down to page 83, 79. This is that uh, March 9th congressional record on page yes. 83. March 9th congressional record. March 9th is the drive against gold. It's 1933. One, two, three, four. Fourth, fourth paragraph, it says drive against gold hoarders. They're hoarders. They, they can consider bank hoarders. The gold. That is given up by the people in the uh, in the present crisis should be delivered to the government. So this is a contract, people. The government said, "Give us your gold, May the first of 1933, and we will take care of all your debt." I don't know if you uh, some of you black folks seen that. Um, animation of Boondocks with a little boy, and Huey did that. He was doing a Christmas play. Boondocks did that. Contract. They said, bring in your gold, and we will pay all your debt. 
We will take care of all your debts. So here it just says, again, the goal that is given up by the people in the present crisis should be delivered to the government. It should be used to issue additional money, which will probably be Federal Reserve notes, upon which the people will have will not have to pay interest while it is in circulation. Let me right. state it again. Mm-hmm. It should be used to issue additional money upon which the people will not have to pay interest while it is in circulation. Wow. Perfect. I mean, come on. Interest? Hell, half your note note is on the interest in the house. 15 years, 30 years, no, 15 years is interest. And then you get to the principal. According to page 83, fourth paragraph, the goal that is given up by the people in the present crisis should be delivered to the government. So now they're talking about, again, the goal got to be given to the government. It should be used to issue additional money upon which the people will have not, will have not, will have not to pay interest while it is in circulation. Wow. Man, right there. See, that's why they don't want us to read. (laughs) Thank you. That's why we don't like to read. It's right here. It is uh, four lines. There's four lines. You don't pay interest. That's those four lines to keep you paying half of what your house is possibly, you know, in interest. As long as that money is in circulation. Wait a minute. We still got Federal Reserve notes. We still got notes. It wasn't Federal Reserve. I think it was bank notes. They had a different name. But nonetheless, note. Note doesn't mean money, people. It is an IOU. A promise to pay at some later date. Well, it's so funny how all these countries are saying, we don't want your IOUs anymore. We don't Mm. want your IOUs, United States, anymore. Your money don't mean nothing. It's not bagged by nothing. It's just a paper written on something written on regular old paper. They don't care. It has no value at all. 189 countries. But our full faith and credit is our full faith and credit. That's why you should get people like, well, I got to get authentication. Because the government gives you full faith and credit. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. You want a loan, you say, well, bank, excuse me, here's my authenticated birth certificate from the federal and the state, says full faith and credit. So whatever I ask for, the credit is a done deal. Give it to me. Mm -hmm. Full faith and credit, people. We're not supposed to be broke. We are the lenders. So when you get your birth certificate authenticated, that's what it says on there. It says on there from the federal uh, government and the state government. Is it from the state, too, or is that just the federal, where it says full faith and credit? Both, both. 
That's from both of them. Now somebody asked, uh, let me see, uh, somebody asked, could they get their son a EIN instead of a Social Security number? I guess they're under No. No. Oh, yeah, they said, no. okay, well, let me see, they say, uh, they say, can I obtain a e- wait a minute. Well, it said, can I obtain an EIN for my team and do the same process with the W4-T? She works, so the teenager must be under 18 and working. Um, I don't think that W4-T has an age limit on it. I think even the kids can do that. if They they probably may not get a job when they bring it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as you work that W, as long as you punch in the clock, then then you're not supposed to be, you, you don't want to be charged for what came out of your birth certificate. Well, birth certificate, understand everyone. When you gave your social at the job you're working at now, they withdraw your salary from your birth certificate and pay you. You are being paid with your own money. You're being paid with your own money. The reason they gave you the W-2 is so if you don't pay it, they would have to pay taxes because they withdrew the money out. Whoever withdraw the money out has to pay taxes. So they transfer it to you with a W-2. Now, you have to correct it. W-2C, correct it. Oh, no, this is not no capital gain. This is from my estate. This is, came out of my bank. Now, these are two different questions. The one I just asked you and then the other one, this other one here from another person, and they was asking, uh, can they get their son a EIN instead of getting their son a social? You know how when you first got your social uh, security card, instead of getting them a social security card, he's saying, could he get them an EIN card? But I thought personally, I wouldn't. I would. Yeah, I personally, I wouldn't do that for somebody under eighteen. Because there, there'd be some benefits if, if the child gets hurt or whatever. The social has funds. The EIN number yeah, don't have no money card. in it. Yeah, the EIN doesn't have. I, that's what gives me about these people more. You know, I, I changed my name. Well, how much money did you give that name? Not a damn penny. Why would I get rid of a rich Uncle Sam that gives me money for a name that won't give me boo-boo? What's the, what, what, what? I don't get that. What you change your name for? You could just turn it around or something, and it does the same effect. It doesn't matter. But you want the benefits. You still want the benefits of that name. You're going to always get the benefits from that name. I don't care if you do change it. So I, I have no. I still I understand why they changed it. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, Uncle Sam do have money. Yeah, your money. No, I said it's called language language sorcery. I'm telling you, they got us spelled down and then all under all kinds of words that we don't even know. That's you know that's the thing I, I I had to leave the country to find out, but I found it out. 
you know, there's all these words that don't mean what they mean because we don't look them up. And we're not speaking English. We're not dealing with the law language, Bouvier's Law Dictionary. And with, you know, we dealt with legal, legal, legal. Now I have another question. Yeah, I have another question. Uh, they this first to say they submitted uh, W4T when they worked at the post office, and right. they were taxed at a at the highest rate. Yeah, was that because the post office government, or what? What was that about? I, I don't understand how the W two the W4T terminates it. How? What, I don't. I, that don't. That's a contradiction. Yeah, how, how can you keep raising it up at the same time? That, that's, that's not redundant. They didn't know that what they were doing, so they pulled the whammy on them. The parents didn't know what they were doing. Because the W-2, if you read the form, it says terminating a voluntary system. Mm-hmm. Yep. It says terminating a volunteer system. So it's just been terminated. What does that have to do with raising it? I, 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 don't, I don't get it. Someone... They put the whammy on somebody. They just knew you. They knew you didn't know what you were talking about. Right. Yep. And that's when but they get. But Tyrese, when you said what you said going out the country, you, you sound like Malcolm X. He didn't know anything until he went and saw those other people living. Exactly. And came exactly. back with a whole different attitude, and they hated him for that. Yep. And I get the same kind of thing because people don't want to know. They don't want to hear. When when somebody no. comes back and tells them, hey, you, you, did you look at this? You know, they say, oh, well, you don't believe in this and you don't believe in that. I said, no, 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 no. I don't know. I don't believe in nothing. I know what I'm. T- this is the age of Aquarius. This is the age to know. So we have to sit down and read and in groups work together and and build this thing because th- there's no other way. There's no other way. And all you do is multiply the numbers. When you when you come together as six, ten people, uh, the next time is those ten people got ten more people. You know, and that and that's how it builds, oh. and that's how it grows. You know, multiplication. Now I they, think I, this uh, this person like I like um, see they federal employees. That was the difference. They said that. Uh, HR told them that all federal employees are required to pay taxes, and that's and that's true, isn't it? Federal employees, because they, they were at the post office. Yeah, if there's evidence of uh, that the federal government is paying it on their checks, they will have to pay taxes. Yes, they will have to pay taxes. Yeah, federal. But that doesn't federal mean they can't employees. get the tax. They, they can't. Right. Now let's see. Because they charge you taxes doesn't necessarily mean you have to pay it. You know, everybody can file. That's why it says tax return. It's supposed to be what comes back to you, not what goes to them. Right. Because we tax return means charges, tax and charges the same word. Return back to you. So what are you doing when you do a W-4T? Those taxes that they're taking out of your check is coming back to you. You still got the same number. It's coming back to you. At the end of the year, it's coming back to you. It's not like you're eliminating. We're not talking tax exemption. We didn't say exemption. We said tax return. Those funds are coming back to you. Are they saying the federal government can't give you any benefit, any uh, returns? No, that, that that's not right. That don't even sound right. 
But I thought federal uh, employees is different than just average, or isn't it a different if you work for the federal government? I think you're confusing uh, filing taxes. Is it always about you giving them money when Archer, you're supposed to be receiving money? It, it's a, I forgot the term. I'm trying to think of the term. You you must all transactions must be reported. Period. All transactions right. and all transactions dealing with credit, dealing with taxes, dealing with uh, you know charges mm-hmm. is to be reported. Mm-hmm. There's nothing saying that you're supposed to be paying the federal government with the taxes all the time. There's no writing that says that. All you're doing is reporting what you receive. Right. Now, if it's a bit, if it comes back to you, then you got a tax return. Do you get y'all people? They get confused. Oh, everybody got to file tax. They didn't say you got to pay. No one ever got to pay taxes. You're supposed oh. to use your social without the dashes when you do a regular person and you do yeah. taxes. Don't use the dashes underneath the boxes that they got you under under 1040. You write the social without that taxes. It's called your exemption ID. Without- the IRS is very familiar with that exemption ID number. Yep, they are. Yep. But there's no law saying you're supposed to pay taxes. Come on, no. You're not supposed to pay taxes. You, we're talking about getting a refund, return. Return, That's you. Okay. Yep. So federal employee or not, they may take. They may take more out of it, but if you say, hey, don't take, I don't want you to take anything out, then you won't be seeing it. But it, it's still it's still being removed. It's not like an exemption. I don't get it confused with it because, you know, that you don't have to have it taken out of your check and it's just going to disappear. Oh, no, it's going to be on. It's going to be on your W-2 at the end. But the W-2 is defined as wages. Right. As a, a gain. It's not a capital gain. It's not a profit. Nope. At all. And here's here's and the definition what... of here's the definition of a tax the word tax exempt from Black's Law Dictionary. It says freedom from a general duty or service, immunity from a general burden, tax or charge. So immunity Gives you right there. That means exempt. It means you don't have to. It means it doesn't apply to you. But we're, we're not looking at that as an exemption. We're just looking at something uh, we call it deferred kind. Of, okay, let's make it deferred, not not exempt. It's okay, getting reported. As long as they get reported, they can't complain once you report it to them. I don't care what you did. The only reason uh, money laundering is because they're not reporting it properly. Drugs. It's not being reported, so you're a criminal. Wow. That, that triangle, remember that, that pyramid game? The pyramid, mm-hmm. people were getting money at the top from the people at the bottom, and they weren't reporting it. Makes it criminal, but it doesn't right. make you exempt. You have to report it. There's nothing wrong reporting it, but you are not putting it in the right place. Mm-hmm. So, Myron, do you have like um, oh man, every time I do this app, or do you have 
somewhere that people can get in contact you or they just have to hear you when you come on the air? <laughs> oh, I know. I, I hate giving my – I use Skype, but I hate giving it because be, I'll be loaded down with so many folks wanting to get in. I know. Uh, well, let's put it like that. Cash app is the dollar sign K-I-L-O-T-H-E. S-A-I-L-O-R, Kilo the Sailor. Dollar sign, Kilo yep. the Sailor. I go overseas. They call me Kilo overseas. And uh, so I, I want them to be scared of me from Detroit. Kilo from Detroit. But <laughs> <laughs> Kilo, I was the party animal over there. But I had the white boys, white girls over there in, in Europe dancing all on the tables, on the bars. Yeah, I met him in Denmark. They, they, the, the brothers came in from Germany into Denmark, into Copenhagen, and they turned those girls into little sisters. I mean, they were, as soon as they opened their mouth, they sounded just like a, you close your eyes, they'd be a sister. There'd be somebody, they'd be one of us, you know. Yeah. They, they they love the music. We we yep. brought in our own music because we mm. were selling. I did, I did. You want to go look at Black Boulder Summit, where a bunch of black people rent yachts. We rent, we rent 50-foot yachts, and we go island hopping for a week. We go from one island to another, and we have a good time. And when we get there, because we only black folks that they see sometimes, they open up doors. I'm like, where? I don't want to go to the Holiday Inn. Where's Where's Mama's kitchen? <laughs> you know, oh, oh, she down the street. Let me get. Let me call my cousin. He's a cab driver. He'll take you there. He's like, oh my God. They They, they will. They will treat you like you a god over there. You know, it, it, it's it's amazing. And some of them black folks own the whole island. They own they own islands. They own hotels. You'd be surprised how much money they have overseas. Well, in, and, and, in and Europa, this, yeah. yeah, in Europa, the, in fact, it is called Europa, not Europe, because it's named after a, a, a melanated goddess from Macedonia. And who else would name a melanated goddess uh, the, the whole Hab subcontinent if it wasn't for us? We are the Swarthy yeah. and the Tawny people that populated Europa. And long before the cave dwellers came out of the cave or the Omex transported them over there from from Mexico, you know. That's the story, see, and we got to get with that because if we don't know those things, then they're going to constantly fool you with this black and white nonsense because there's no such a thing. See, black means bleached or pale. That's where the etymology yeah. is. Yeah, and so white doesn't white doesn't uh, show color. Uh, it it, it uh, reflects the color spectrum, so you don't see color. So why are we talking about color? It's stupid. You know, it's it's really. Dumb, dumbing us down to being idiots. Yeah, that's what it does. Well, that's what they use. Yeah. That's the weapon they use, you know, right. the people to keep us divided. So. Yeah. Yeah, but they, they believe in that black pope, and I was in Greece, and where Paul and all these, uh, all the uh, disciples used to sleep in, like, little caves and stuff. They had mm-hmm. their pictures on the wall. Their pictures was on the wall. They oh, were blue-black. Blue they black. were That's blue right. black on That's the right. wall. The disciples, people. Tell it. 
I, I, I saw that. And then we went up to the top of the mountain because the caves were down like near the water. And right. they had these museums and all these white folks. So I said, what happened? Did these people get brighter as they came up the mountain or what? How come they white up here and black down here? The guy, the guy couldn't say nothing. Nope. They ain't going to tell you. They don't want it known. They, 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 yeah, they don't want to that's what they're doing. That made me feel good. It made I think they should. And they won't take pictures of it so that other folks, we couldn't take pictures of nothing so nobody would know about what's going on. But these right. were blue, not just black, blue black. These were blue black mm-hmm. disciples were painted on the wall. What I mean, on in that temperature, that climate, what other color could they be? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> they didn't have yeah. air conditioning. Yeah, you know, fans. They just put, and I would be, I was wondering why they had all those clothes on because that keeps them cool. That keeps the sun off of them. They're not hot. They're not hot under those clothes. Nope. Yeah, because it's, it's airy inside. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been to Crete. I've been to Crete as well. I saw all those people there from Crete. They're also melanated, brown, dark. And they believe the black pope. They believe in the black pope over there. Right. As I tell you, you don't know nothing until you really leave this country because this country with our education, public school education, has just dummied us down, dummied us to be better slaves. Tell it, Brian. That's it, my brother. I'm telling you. That's what I learned yeah. 60 years ago. 60 years ago, I left this place and went abroad. I said, oh. My goodness, I've been to school 14 years now. Squat. I don't know how to speak. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I had to go to school. No. At, you know, go back to school and learn English. <laughs> Real. You know, BBC English. Not well, just. Uh, well, what I would like to see our education system do here in this country, grades the seventh and eighth grade. They mm-hmm. should do foreign exchange. Send those kids overseas and bring the kids over there right. over here. So right. we were really at seventh grade. That's when you get to learn a lot of. And you, I bet you, when they come back, they would not be half assed as they are now shooting. No, they would not because they would have been awakened to see. Well, wait a minute. It's, oh, it's like this. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you find out. It's it's in your face, and you can't get away. You know, you can't get around it. You know, and if you well, have to, I've, if you have to work there, if you have to work there as well, oh man, you really get into it because now the unions and all the whole social thing comes in, and then you start really seeing how the society works. And once you find out how it works, you say, "Oh, I see what we've been missing." <laughs> you know? Yeah, but you see, brother, I'm, I really appreciate this tonight, uh, Baron. Thank you so very much. But yeah, this, is what our, this is what our responsibility is, in my opinion. We have got to teach what we know. I've learned so much by listening to you tonight, things I never even heard. But if we know it, then we have the responsibility to teach it to our, our young people. We have the right. responsibility to open our own schools and finance our own schools and teach our own children. That's right. where we're going. That's where we're missing the boat. We're, not, we're allowing someone else to teach us a lie. So if you know the truth, then it's time to start our schools and teach the truth to our people. That means we've got to take full responsibility and pay for it, and you've given us the method by which to do it. 
Mm-hmm. So I thank you so much, brother. You certainly opened my eyes tonight, and I appreciate you so much. And you will hear from me. Um, and I uh, thank Bev so much for this. Um, yeah, yeah. This is the education that our people need. That's right. That's right. It's time. It's time. Mari, you there? You still there? Yes, I'm back. I have okay. no idea why I'm okay. getting kicked out of. But anyway, <laughs> well, we got. You know, we this happens all the time with me. Uh, yeah. I tell them what happened is I talk so much they have to go and change the tape that they record me on. So they have to cut me off. They can go change the tape in the back room and say, oh, this man, he just talked too damn much. We got to go get another role for him. <laughs> and I, 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 I love <laughs> when you told us about the canon laws, didn't they take the canon laws off and all? They were oh, doing all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Oneheaven.org, they removed it. These laws now are not the same it was back in 2015. They changed the canon laws uh, everything because it said that the, the, the pirates were, were – I mean, the attorneys were pirates and stuff. Right. Tell you how, to, right. how you validate a warrant. Did you know these warrants? I've seen a warrant. They don't have an OMB number. That means nope. anyone could have made it up. Mm-hmm. There you go. Anybody could have made it up. Yes, sir. So, because these corporations are making up their own document, but they're McDonald's. McDonald's is not supposed to have corpse. Corpse, they're dead. But people be looking for their approval. I don't need their approval. All we do is give notice, folks. We just give notice. That's it. Yep. Most very powerful word, notice. Look it up. Learn it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, we didn't, we didn't know, we didn't to know the power we have. Because <laughs> we don't read. No, we, no. we, we don't always read. use the Freedom of Information Act if you want them to verify the documents you sent in to them. I did right. that for my submitting my birth certificate, my car, you know, and they gave me my letter back that I sent to the state, and, mm-hmm. and it had a timestamp on it. A time stamp on it. Well, I knew it was a done deal. I'm through here. I ain't worried about that no more. Whoa, that's perfect, man. Yes, sir. Yeah. Let's do that. The Freedom of that. Information Act verified. I mean, I got a green card back, but that Freedom of Information Act, where they show, they send my paperwork back with the time stamp on it, I'm like, oh, hell no, this is good. No more. Yeah, that's it. I don't worry about, about these issues anymore. Mm, mm, mm. We have to we well, have to do these things. Power of the press. Put it in the newspaper, and it gives you an affidavit of publication. Nobody yep. rebuttaled it. Nope. That's Power right. of the press. Case news in Los Angeles with uh, Gloria Zervine. That's what you do. Put it in her newspaper. Yeah. You get the you get the affidavit back, and they're done. That's done. And I mean, all you crank, they won't take it at the register of deeds. Damn the register of deeds. Damn the state. Put it in the newspaper. One better is put it in register it back to you through the post office. Office, not the postal service. Mm-hmm. Well, you can you if you register it, you see, you know, that form thirty eight oh six have two sheets. One is public, and the carbon copy is private. That's kept at the UPU. So mm-hmm. while you you signing it and on and I'm gonna tell you this is something y'all are gonna love this part on the thirty eighth 
11, the card, the green card you get back, there is a blank space in there where underneath where you, above where you sign it at, put down what it is you're sending them in that blank space. So whoever signed it, they know what you send in. And when you get it back, you know they've seen it because it's in that gray. Uh, great. Let me see. I'm trying to see if I got one around me. I don't have one around the 3811, that green return card you get back. And you sign under the bottom. You sign that bottom section in the lower right-hand corner. Right above it, there's a blank spot. I can't remember what it said in there, but you could write down RE means regarding, and then write down birth certificate, birth record, um, assume name, all anything. Put it in that blank spot. So now when you get the card back, you know what you send in. And they would know because they signed for it. Perfect. Mm-hmm. What, about the, what about the, the, the Form 3303? you know anything about that? IRS form? 3303? No. Oh. What form is that? Well, this no, is, I never uh, heard. It's supposed to be a form where you draw down on your, on your, on your uh, judgments or your liens. So you you're supposed to no, draw I, down. Yeah, you're supposed what to be you able mean to draw by draw down. down? Hmm? What do you mean by draw down? Well, in other words, the the lien is worth so so much, and and you want to you want to extract some of the funds from there. And I, and this is what I heard this this thirty three oh three form is about, but I haven't found out more about it yet. I just I just heard about it yesterday actually. So is the lien put on you or you putting something on someone else's lien? You drawing down what your lien was someone put a lien on you? No, this is this is a lien that we did on or some on someone or on the state or on the county or the you know whatever. So you file on the UCC one, right? And the in the UCC three. Okay, which is your collateral. Yeah. Well, if I put a lien on somebody, I'm not drawing none down. I want it to be paid in full. And and box. Okay, let me show you. Let, let me share something with you all. When you do the right. UCC one, somebody don't know. Box mm-hmm. one, first debtor. Put in whoever is bonded that you are talking to. Put that bonded person in box one. Box two. Put in the corporation that he works for and put in his duns number in the corporation box three make it a trust any trust don't put your name on there but create a trust for putting the lien on these folks make sure it's a trust box four the collateral you take whatever the debt is and multiply it by three and put that in box four and then the last line in that box you will put down there that there will be no retaliation against you. So there will be nobody, if they pay you whatever you three times, that there will be no retaliation. That will be You broke up. You broke up. uh, Okay, I see. The last I'm sorry, in box four. No retaliation. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, no, do no, there will be no retaliation from paying me of the debt. Right. That you put, that you mm-hmm. typed in, you know, that you put in in box four. That is mm-hmm. an ideal way of of doing a lien against them. All right. And All always, right. folks, if you can try to use a, a PO box for the straw man. I put my straw man in a box. Mm-hmm. So the all Absolutely. cap name is a box at the post office. You don't want nobody knocking at your door. No way, well, Jose. No, <laughs> that's right. I've had I've had that happen too. <laughs> well, we down to our last few minutes, and I just want to thank uh, Myron. Thank you for coming and giving the information. Thank uh, Tyreek and Elder Ray. Thank y'all, and thank the listeners for uh, listening and uh, appreciate everyone. And I just want to say better love, everyone. Until next time. Oh, Sunday I will have Dr. Henderson is going to join me Sunday at 4 o'clock. Oh, Sunday. What time? Yeah. 4 o'clock Sunday. Dr. Henderson will be on. Yeah. 4 o'clock Eastern. So join me then. Yes, 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Uh, what is he, the Chief Justice of the World Court? So he's going to be on here. What is he? He's a yeah. He's a he's a he's a judge in the World Court or something like that. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. gonna be. Yeah. He's got some stuff. I, you know, I've been I've been down to his place in Texas. So yeah, it's gonna be very interesting. Believe me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you thank you everyone stuff. for this class. I thank everyone. I appreciate yeah. everyone, and thank you again, Myron. Yes, indeed. Yeah, and I want to okay. thank I, I want to thank Tyree. It was man, good communicating with you, sir. You know, you <laughs> seem to be very knowledgeable. I thank you. Yes, and thank uh, you, I man. Thank you. I'll, I'll be on shows next I'm just blown yeah, away by people because we, you know, we store the information and somehow it's got to come out. And you're able to just spit it out like it's nothing, man. I, lo- I just love that. Yeah. So thank you so and much. And we need yeah. it. And I need I'm, it. I'm, I'm pointing you off, folks, to the water. I can't swim for you. I'm pointing but, you to the water. Do your own due diligence. Don't say Myron said it in court because you might get thrown in jail. If you use my name in the courtroom, you better say, <laughs> you better say this law that you have is where I'm getting this information from and leave it at that. That's right. It's all right there. And you may not have to go to court. They might, hey, they might me, get rid me, of it before you my go My number court. as well is 323. It's 424. Okay. Uh, Tyree, go ahead. Yes. 424-248-4007. And please give me a call if you, if you want, because I have a lot of this information. Plus, I have, we are working together, Brother Ray, and myself and others uh, to get this people's uh, grassroots assembly set up. And the best way to do it is in groups of six to ten people that you you meet on a regular basis. You start reading and learning what you're reading and that kind of thing, you know, because that's going to that's going to make it just explode. Once it once it gets out like that, no stopping it. So. All right, now they yep. want us to me, say, say your number again. They want me to put it in the chat box. Say your number four again, two, Tyree. 424 248. Four, two, four, four. Oh, wait a minute, hold on, wait a minute. 424, what is it? 248 
Maybe once you tip me and it makes you feel swell in this crummy southern town and this crummy old hotel, but you'll never guess to who you're talking. No, you couldn't ever guess to who you're talking. Then one night there's a scream in the night and you wonder who could that have been? And you see me kind of grinning while I'm scrubbing. And you say, what she got to grin? I'll tell you, there's a ship. The black freighter with a skull on its masthead will be coming in. You earn your keep here. You toss me your tips and look out to the ships. But I'm counting your heads as I'm making the beds. Because there's nobody going to sleep here tonight. Nobody's going to sleep here, honey. Nobody.
kill them now or later. Noon by the clock and so still at the dock you can hear foghorn miles away and in that quiet of With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.